Show. I'm Megan Farr, a therapist and mother of two by day, and a coffee-drinking ADHD maniac basic white girl. But most importantly, I'm the mental mom host by night. And I'm Casey Harper, the producer slash art director slash boyfriend and moral support slash whatever Megan means. mom show returns hi was that a good intro it was a little weird because i on our outline i have intro blank because i didn't know what to talk about but we can just hop right in okay i know you're antsy to yeah. get this show on the road as they say because you have i like football. how you make it about me wanting to get it over with okay <laughs> oh casey harper okay let's do a feelings check-in how are you feeling today i was feeling good now i feel annoyed already yeah, you called me out like that, like it's I'm rushing stuff. Should I? Should we start over again? No. Are you sure? Will that be make no. you even more annoyed? Yeah. If we do a take two, we're not doing a take two. We're not. We're not doing a take two. Casey does not let me do very many take twos. No, I just think we. <laughs> if you did, don't I'd do need, it all day. We can sit here and go back and forth, and take things out or add things in, and never turn on the microphone and record. And He's, Casey's. Sharing some of his feelings in a slightly passive-aggressive manner. Apparently, I'm a bit difficult before we actually hit record because I'm like, should we take this out? Should we leave this in? Is this worth talking about? You know, a little anxiety stuff. Casey's like, what happens to you? And I just want to be like, hello, it's the Mental Mom Show. I'm mental. I have anxiety. Yeah. I question <laughs> my I purpose just, every just, day. <laughs> we go through this like every time. I know. Okay, until it's a, like full-time job and we have i don't know maybe even when i can do this full-time or even more time than i'm doing now maybe it'll be different or i might just be this crazy forever i just get the impression that it comes across that i just want to hurry up and get it over with and get it done and i don't really care i don't mean it like that you don't care i think if it weren't for you i would maybe not ever get an episode out Right. Because I would be changing I'm just things saying, for hours. As the rest of the people listening, you want them to. Know it you might care. come across like I don't care, which I do care. You do care about the Mental Mom Show. Yes. Yes. I do. You're a huge part of it. I would hope so. Yes. You know what I just thought of? I didn't put this in the outline. You're going to be so annoyed. But I was just gazing at your mustache, and it's in all of its glory. Get on our website if, or social media if you haven't seen Casey's beautiful mustache. It's got its own personality. It's like, anyway, the reason I'm bringing it up is because you had thought, you talked about possibly cutting it, shaving it and Uh starting over again. Yeah. um, Because you're, you're sure that you just cannot get both sides to be equal. Yeah. There's an issue. There's an issue with, which you have this whole thing about your face not being um, symmetrical, which I think is adorable and gives you character. And actually we should probably do a poll on this. I'll work on that with Cindy. Cindy, can we make a poll on Facebook to see if people think Casey should shave his mustache or keep it? And then maybe the other question could be, is one side 
more curly than the other side. Because Casey does a, what's it called where it curls up? It's a handlebar. The handlebar. Yeah, this could be a thing. Cindy, let's get on this. All right. Anyway. Okay. I'm I'm here. I'm back. Okay. Sorry, sometimes my files get jumbled up, but I am going somewhere with this. When you, when the girls found out, the 10-year-old and 7-year-old, when they found out that you were considering shaving your mustache, how'd that go, Casey? I, I, I didn't realize it meant so much to so many people because <laughs> they were pretty upset. They did not like that idea because they like your mustache. I think the 10-year-old's friends in particular, when they were here for the Halloween get-together outside, uh-huh. I think they very much liked your mustache. Anyway, your mustache. I don't think it can go. I think the girls will be really upset. Well, my body, my choice. That is true. That's what I told them. I do think that it's sweet that they are so attached to your mustache. No, I think it is. It just... And they love to get you mustache stuff. a lot of upkeep and it's not like it doesn't grow back. I know, but it just looks so good on your face. Well... And not everybody can pull off a mustache like that. I'm aware. It gets a lot of attention. It's, it's sort of its own personality. Maybe I don't want the attention. Oh, maybe is it hard to be? that's what it is. The, in the spotlight? Sub- subconsciously, <laughs> I, it was my trial run of, at being famous, and I can't handle it. Oh, so you can handle it, and you will. I need to get rid of it. Can you guys please write in, post on our Facebook? I always get compliments. It's email not, us and tell us I, if you think Casey should... Just get over it and keep his mustache. It's just, it's not about the attention. It's just more about the upkeep. The upkeep. The upkeep. And I, yeah, I have a little weird thing of like things needing to be symmetrical. Symmetrical. And, and it doesn't have a lot to be. of things aren't. Like women, our eyebrows, you know, a lot of us do work to, with our eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Mine are not the same. You always tell me I have a symmetrical face, but my eyebrows are not symmetrical. Right. Most women's eyebrows are. I know. Are not. Everybody, I mean, everybody. Has their thing. Does it? I, if you look in the mirror so long, you'll start finding everything wrong yeah. with you. So I'm just about done using close-up mirrors. Anyway, this is why we end up yeah, going over look, an hour because I doing. do this. What okay, are we doing? Back what on are we track. talking about? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So I feel annoyed and ready to go on. <laughs> There's Casey's feelings check-in. Do you think you could transition into feeling hopeful and excited if about the rest along, of the show going yeah, well let's do it okay let's good because your energy hopeful that we get through it okay so i personally don't i don't always do a feelings check-in but i'm going to do one today i've been feeling like this low-grade lethargy and usually i'm such a high energy person i cannot sleep enough lately i don't know if it's because where we are in our hemisphere of the world um we've had a time change where what do we do? We go back an hour, go forward. Now, I don't understand how fall, it works. Fall, you fall back. Spring, you spring Okay, forward. so all of a sudden it gets darker earlier. Kind yeah. of. That's not the very scientific way of explaining it. But all I know is that it makes me tired and it's weird. Or maybe it's some like weird lunar pull from the moon. Maybe it's the robots are poisoning us through the TV waves and the social media waves. and. <sighs> Okay. Um, you know that's my, it. You know my robot fears. That's I haven't talked is. about it in like two weeks, so I had to bring that up. Um, I don't know, but uh, quite a few of my clients too, who are not, and same with myself. Like I don't, my baseline is not a depression. Yeah, I have depression diagnosis, and I manage it with medication, but I don't feel depressed on a daily basis, and I've just felt tired and like sort of blah. Yeah. Well, I I have a theory. What is it? I think everybody, or a large majority of us, are just exhausted. 
I think my clients are think, talk about that. You know, we can talk about 2020 and everything, but I honestly think with everything that's been going on since this year started and then it being intensified with the pandemic and stuff, I mean, that was March. So we're going on like nine months of this. It's almost a year. I wonder too if it, maybe depression is the wrong word. Maybe it is tired. Just that's, I think it's feeling like, that's what exhausted. I mean by exhausted. Yeah, it's I think just you're right. like I I've had it because I feel the same way too, and I don't think I have a depressive um, personality. Yeah, I mean I've gotten depressed about there things. There isn't a but depressive personality. That's not like a real thing. No, clinically. it's not. But I um, I don't know. I mean. I think it's for me. It's felt I felt like that too because I go through like little lulls. Generally, you know, I think everybody does at mm-hmm. certain things, and I usually I get out of it, and I just feel like I haven't gotten out of it, it as just, quickly. Yeah, and it just Same with I'm me. just exhausted because there's so much, and there's constantly the unknown. Like the day-to-day, it seems, of unknown that's been going on for 10 months, 9 months, whatever. It's Even when I have, like, when I go to therapy and I have a really good session, um, because ideally when you go to therapy, you wrap it up at the end and you should leave feeling, you don't want to leave with open wounds, you know, you it should be wrapped up to some degree before you leave the therapy office. So even when I have had great sessions that aren't that intense and I feel like I've gotten a lot out of it and I've made some great headway... I still feel a level of exhaustion for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what we're dealing with as a society or like, okay, the election's over. We've, we've, things have come to light. We've made a lot of, um, we've, we've identified a lot of things that need to change in this country still. Um, we all have a deeper understanding of, you know, just such like big issues, socially, politically, culturally in our country. Maybe, you know, this is sort of just a letdown of, not letdown like disappointing, but just an exhaustion. And now we build it back up. And we rest. I mean, it might just be that we all need to rest a little bit. Yeah. And so I've been talking to my clients about, in myself, not going into this winter with like, oh God, a pandemic, um, shutdown, quarantine, not using those kinds of words, but like a intentional like a reframing positively of like an intentional resting period for illness prevention (laughs) okay (laughs) that's called positive reframing doesn't that sound and feel better than quarantine lockdown what was it again intentional resting and illness prevention okay staying indoors yeah a little more. I get it. Okay. See where I'm going with that? Yes. Yeah. That's a that's a positive reframe. Yeah. And then it's... it then we can feel empowered. Instead of like last winter when it just kind of happened to us and we were reactionary and all of a sudden we're like, lockdown, not enough toilet paper, you know, all the craziness. We didn't know what was going on. That felt like we had to react to it. This is more like, okay, we know what this is. Hopefully got some vaccines right around the corner. coming um we're on the upswing like i'm ready for the upswing i think we're ready for the upswing uh so we'll go into this winter feeling tired we'll rest in the spring we're gonna hit it hard everybody it's gonna be awesome
right. So what I do when I get into one of these, I can only stay down for so long. And so I have a book I'm going to share with you guys later during our mental health moment um, to kind of like rejuvenate us a little bit. So anyway, the other thing that Casey and I love to do is laugh. And Casey has been cracking me up lately with his, what I'm calling Caseyisms. So I'm going to share this little Caseyism with you. And I'm wondering if other people maybe have someone special in their life that they have to deal with a Caseyism. When did this start? I've just been taking notes. You know, when you ever see me on my phone taking notes, or you might think I'm texting, but I'm actually taking notes because I have a little notes thing on my phone where I (laughs) keep track of stuff I want to make fun of you about on the show. Yeah, that's a note. That's a notepad I have on my phone. Um, So one of them is okay. So we are. These things tend to happen when we're laying in bed at night watching funny TV. The new State Farm commercial comes on, which we all know there's a new jake right if you haven't watched it on youtube um this the new jake is at the butcher shop and i can't remember the woman's name she has a name it doesn't matter the cuss she's the customer so jake's there for whatever reason no she's not the customer she's the butcher yeah working she's the employee she's employee so she is piling she's taking meat um lots of steaks raw steaks putting them on the scale then some bacon and she's basically saying, hey, Jake, thanks for that great rate. I'm going to hook you up with some free. Yeah. Meat. And this, the steaks, though, they're like, like five six inches. inches thick. They're huge. They're the kind that Casey and I don't buy. But like if I go to my dad's, my mom and dad's house, they might have steaks like that. Yeah. But they're, they're not the bougie. kind that like, yeah, they're the bougie steaks. Um, and so Casey says, what did you say? You said. Um, I don't know. What did I say? You said, she knows how to handle meat. <laughs> And so I ignore. I knew he was making <laughs> a Michael Scottish, you know, pun. And then he waits. And he goes, "She sure knows how to handle me." Like I, I didn't said hear it him. Twice. Yeah, I, I heard you. I you said it three times because I put a note in my phone. Oh wow! Because <laughs> I'm just I'm just sitting there like, hmm. I wonder how long he's gonna do. This. I'm trying to like not. Did go I repeat there. it in a row, or was it like it you showed? You waited once? just no in the same commercial. Oh okay. Oh. Uh-huh. In the same commercial. And you got a little louder. Like, it was so funny because I was trying to ignore you because I didn't want to get into, like, one of your, oh, that's what she said. Like, okay, let's be 14. Like, I just wasn't really in the mood for that. But what was cracking me up is is you wanting me to hear your joke so bad and that you wouldn't let me ignore you. (laughs) You were not having it there's gold over here you need to pay attention <laughs> and so what were you thinking did you think i just didn't hear you or catch it like i wasn't smart enough to get your joke i have no idea because <laughs> i don't really remember this so i could have just been slap happy that it was at night and whatever we were watching on prime no we were i don't know prime or peacock like that episode or that commercial showed up a couple every, times every time they cut from what we were watching so so you had time to come up with your material I, yeah i, I guess <laughs> and i just hilarious. thought and the more i watch it i realistic like what really was going on in my mind like the first thought before i made some stupid joke apparently was what do they do with all that meat you did say something about that because it's like Eight so much. giant steaks and then this big thing of bacon she just plops down and then... Well, you went to film school. Like, what would they do with, 
I didn't work in a food thing. Right, but I mean, did you guys ever talk about that? Like, what happens with food props? And is there a lot of waste? I would imagine. Or was that fake meat? Or do you think it was real? See, that I don't know. It could be fake. It could now be that fake. you bring that up, I have no idea. It looked real, but it could have been fake. Cindy, another poll. I have no idea. <laughs> Let's see what but people think. Was that meat real or not? Instinctually, I believe it's real cut meat. And they're going to waste And you're like, I Because why would... And then I'm like, you know, some film guys are like, it has to be authentic. It, we have to have the real thing because somebody thing. will tell and nobody pays that much attention clearly because I didn't even think about that part. fake food. Um, but, I mean, on some of those food things, they do stage things because I've read about it. Like on pancakes, it's not maple syrup. I think it's like motor oil or something. Yeah, the 10-year-old was telling me that. She watched a YouTube yeah, video Yeah, we were like. That. Yeah, so there is... The butter's not really butter. It's things like, like that. Else. Yeah, and like the steam coming off yeah. of the burger or whatever is not real steam off the burger. They like burn, I want to say like a tampon or something. Really? Yeah, and put it behind it. Could you find some facts on I that will. for our next episode? I will. Because I think find people it. are going to Because I know, know that sounds really ridiculous. It does, but, but I usually don't bring up ridiculous that's things unless why I, you've heard yeah. something about so them. So I'm sorry. I try to... Throw joke. my jokes down your, your jokes. throat. I, it's hilarious. And don't stop. Because it's hilarious. I won't. <laughs> I'm sure you won't. You won't let me ignore you. The only thing I look forward to is just making jokes and seeing people are actually listening to me. And then saying them louder. Like and I forcing said, me. If you just acknowledge it, it won't, it'll end it'll quicker. It'll be quicker. Yeah, that's what I've learned. Just acknowledge it right away. Okay, yes, that's funny. I think I did end up finally saying, yes, I get it. That's hilarious. Yeah, but by that time, it sounds like you're really, really annoyed. Well, I was kind of annoyed, but next time I'll just, yeah, right away. Anyway, so let's talk about, we used a word, uh, you came up with this word, diatribe, to use to describe my... No, that's a, that's a real word. Okay, it's a real word, but you decided to describe me oh i thought you meant like i came up with it no it's a real word i know that but i didn't know the exact definition but you had any time that i go on how would you describe it like what do i do explain it to our listeners we talked Uh, about a little bit you usually do it when i ask you something about i like doing something around the house or have we taken care of this and it's usually when you've had a long day and i'm being a little and i'm trying to like talk about our plans or plans or relationship stuff normal things and then you go off into this what i call a diatribe i don't know if it's the correct use of the word but it's Um, me talking about all the things all the things i've done that day like i've done this and yeah when you could just be like no we don't have that you're like i haven't had time to think about that because i had eight clients today i'm so busy and i'm so important and then i got a phone call and says that my card was that something right just like a whole thing instead of me just saying oh no no i haven't done that yet yeah like a normal person okay (laughs) So, so let's define it uh the definition of diatribe is a forceful and bitter verbal attack against someone or something. So yeah, I used it in the right way you because did. you get very forceful. Mean. Yeah. Mean. Yeah, it's very forceful cuz you're For trying my to reinforce the fact that here's why you I had let a you hard down. Day and And really it's me feeling bad because I didn't do the thing that you're asking me about. 
and I'm feeling bad about it. Uh, not normally, it's not me asking you to do anything. I probably twisted into that in my mind. No, yeah, you do. Because <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But you, you definitely do that. So that's what diatribe. Because we're here at the Mental Mom Show to help not only bring awareness to mental health issues, but also to help increase your vocabulary. Yeah. So whenever your significant other just starts rambling on to your easy question about how hard their life is. Just say, hey, I don't need this diatribe right now. Can you just answer my question, please? Yes. That's what I do to you. You're welcome. Thanks. Everyone. <laughs> it it somewhat of, works. So speaking of Meg's um, diatribe craziness, my mental mom moment this week um, doesn't really have much to do with being a mom, but since I'm a mom, everything kind of has to do with all of it. But I have been feeling a little crazy lately. And I feel like I've been directing it at you, Casey, more than I have the girls. You've been getting the brunt of it, but I've uncovered some some answers to why I've been not just. I know earlier I was talking about being a little bit tired and down, but I've been moody. Would yeah. you say? Would you say? Yeah, to put it mildly. To put it mildly. So I'm just gonna like put it out there right now because I know I can't be the only one who's experiencing this kind of thing, and you can't be the only one who has to live with someone experiencing this kind of thing. <laughs> no. Um, so here's how this all went down. I've, I've been doing some detective investigating work on myself, figure out what's going on with me, of why I've been a little... That's me being a cat. Did you see my cat claws? Yeah, but they can't. That just sound... it sounded weird. That was okay. a cat. I did cat claws. Anyway, so you know how I was on the Weight Watchers. I was doing well. I did successfully get off the COVID weight that I was originally intending Good job. to get off. Thank you. Um, and then I just plateaued and I thought, hmm, that's weird. So I took like a week or two off and didn't really try. Then I got back on the Weight Watchers, counting the points, doing it very precisely, like keeping track of everything. And I didn't lose weight. And there is nothing that will make a girl angrier, maybe anyone, not just a girl, than restricting your calories, restricting food, restricting things that you really want to eat, and then not losing weight. Like, it's fine. I'll take one for the team and do that if I'm going to see the results. I did not lose a pound after following it for a week. So I thought that was weird. Well, then I started thinking, hmm, what could be going on here? And I do some, like, keeping track of my moods like i do like a little it's like some mood logging i know you probably think that's weird but you do i do oh okay yeah can um, i see that <laughs> no you can't but maybe we should do one together okay because you're moody sometimes too no so it turns out right around this time looking back i had started a new birth control that's specifically to help with acne because let me just put it out there i struggle with acne big time um especially like uh it's called hormonal acne and it's like below the jawline and I wouldn't care so much except for that they hurt. So I've had sort of an explosion of that and it's like I'm 39. Not only am I dealing with wrinkles now, but I'm also having acne. Like what the hell? So that's annoying. So I started this medication. It's birth control, but to help with the acne breakouts. And I read through the side effects, moodiness, Water retention slash weight gain. Oh. So even though I was following Weight Watchers to the T. Right. Because of that, I didn't lose anything. 
Because of the birth control. Yeah, the side effects of ah. it. So I'm going to give it another month. And I would definitely take feedback from anyone who has any suggestions. Um, because I've been to dermatologists. I've, you know, now I'm working with an OBGYN. I'm, Is that supposed to level out at some point? So it says, so it says on the, you know, the 1,200 uh, pages of the insert of the you know, medication comes with like 1,200 pages of directions and side effects and stuff that three months after three months, it's supposed to get better. So I have one month left. Oh, okay. We'll see. Cause I'm not living like this much longer. Cause I don't, I don't know if you'll well, be here. I, oh, shut <laughs> up. Like I am some superficial. No, not because of the acne, because of how moody I've been. Don't you feel like oh. I'm ready to fight like all the time? Well, yeah, sometimes it's funny, but. <laughs> you um, do get a kick out of it. Yeah, because I try not to engage a lot of the times because I know deep down you really don't <laughs> like talking to me like that. Um, or where I so I'll try you. to like be, put you in put not put you in check because that sounds well, you, very chauvinist. No, uh, you do a great job of just making it into a joke. But I'll just I, a lot of times I'll just stand there and look at you and I won't say anything and then I'll go like, excuse me. And because you know I'm not really a fighter, so. And then you like look at me and you're like, I'm sorry. And then this is where the diatribe comes in. <laughs> it's all coming together. I'm it's sorry. so crazy. It's my birth control. It's my client. Right. It's... And it sounds like excuses, but I do think what... this is just the beginning of, you know, being this age where the hormones and the depression tendencies and like. This is something you manage. It's not something that you just cure. And I'm getting to be okay with that. And I also think I might need to see um, a new psychiatrist who maybe specializes more in women's issues because um, there, there are different specializations. So anyway, I'm sharing all of this um, dirty laundry, if you will, <laughs> because I know I'm not alone. And thank God for my friend Sam, who I can text, and she knows a lot about skincare. And I can be like... Oh my god, I have wrinkles and well, I have Sam, acne. Sam, help and... figure it out. Yes. Please. So hopefully, if anyone has any suggestions on, and don't even try to tell me to go on a chemical-free, sugar-free. Yeah, shouldn't you just toxins. drink like lemon juice and I'm chili not powder? Doing it because nobody wants to live with that person. Because I told everyone I did the Beyonce cleanse back when she was in Dream Girls. Remember? You probably I don't even know how old you were then, but I had just had my my twenties first daughter. I already told this story. I'm sorry, but I have to tell it again. And I was trying to get off weight after having her. And Beyonce had just done the lemon water cayenne pepper cleanse with some kind of molasses in it and lost a ton of weight for Dream Girls. So I tried it. I lasted like three days. That's so bullshit. I want to see. Is that her drinking that? She Anywhere. probably did. I mean, if you were going to get paid a million dollars to per- do a movie, you I might drink see it. That. I want to see that person drinking that god awfulness. Well, drink. she lost a lot of weight for that movie. Sure, sure she did, but was it really because of that? Or the, the trainers that she had all day? Or, and... Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, oh, yeah. all I did was drink lemon water with pepper in it, or whatever. So like... I'm not doing any weird cleanses, but if you have any, like, for real. I do believe in Western medicine, so if there are medications or – and I'll even do holistic integrative medicine where we do some holistic practices with modern Western medicine. I got to do something though because I'm not going into 40 with acne. 
Not happening. Anyway, was that a diatribe? Um, no. <laughs> nope, that was just a passionate speech hey, about thank you. battling acne. Thank you for going there with me. Thank you for supporting me on this journey, Casey. That is one of the reasons I love you. Half the stuff I don't even notice on your face, so. Thank you. It's just more so that it hurts. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, it's more so that. And every now and then, you get a pretty gnarly pimple. I don't want to. No, we're not. <laughs> you're editing that out. That is not. No, we are not sharing details of what they look like. You're welcome to get on the Mental Mom website and see. Casey did not Photoshop them out, so you could probably see a little bit um, of. I didn't see them. And Cindy was really monumental in being like Meg because I wanted you to Photoshop my face. <laughs> Because um, I had a huge flare-up oh, right before I our photo shoot. That. I didn't see him. And I didn't because I want to be real. I don't want to be one of those fake Instagrammy people um, with using filters on my face. So it, they're there um, for real. And Cindy said that I could be an example and lead by example. Aww. So thank you, Cindy, our awesome assistant out in Idaho. All right. Anyway, where what's going on? Where are we? Okay. That was the mental mom moment. High five moment. What's I'm it? high-fiving myself. And I'm going to give you some of this high five too because you've been very supportive on this. Um, the seven-year-old, oh. as we know, has been going through ADHD testing with the psychologist. And we're yes. just about done with that process. If you've ever done this process, it's a lot. You have a couple hours worth of testing in the office and the seven-year-old did amazing. She really, she's like, Mom, it wasn't that bad. Like, she's been such a good trooper through all this. Then oh, the, okay, yeah. Then she has been. She has been. And then there's, like, a lot of questionnaires for the teacher, for the parents to fill out, like, a lot. We still have one more to do, by the way. I think that we've done a great job. I feel like I've done a great job as a mom in facing her mental health issues. Um, both of my daughters, I think, have a little bit of anxiety. I think... But instead of denying it, because for a long time, like I just, and I, I'm guessing other parents go through this too, where you want to make up reasons why it could be anything else, why it's not like a mental health issue or like a disorder, because uh -huh. attention deficit disorder, which we don't want to think of our kids as having disorders. And I like, I don't like labels, you know, how I feel about labels, Yes. but we have to categorize these things to be able to treat them. That's, I believe that. So I came out of that denial phase. You know, and then we go through this whole thing of blaming ourselves. Like, I gave her these genetics because I have ADHD and I'm so sorry. But anyway, just like facing it and finding a really good psychologist. I really can't tell you guys. I know I've said this before, but finding the right therapist. Ours happens to be a psychologist, so she can do the testing and she's a therapist. Finding the right one. The girls love her. She's amazing. It's been a, It's been a roller coaster of trying to figure it out. And we still don't have the results yet, but just going through the process, I'm just really glad we did it. And I also want to give you a high five, Casey, because I think that you've come so far in understanding why the seven-year-old does things the way she does them. It's not just because she's being annoying. Is it annoying? Yes. But it's not because she's just being a twerp. Right. 90% well, of the time. How did you get there? How did you make that shift uh just trying to keep that in mind and listening to 
you because you're in the field. Uh, I mean, you have your foot in the door about those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not like a specialist in it. So not then, with kids, no. Now that she's been to more of a specialist and, you know, that person were paying them to for their knowledge, you know, so mm-hmm. they're more of an expert than we are. And I mean, that's why it. you're going there. Mm-hmm. So you have to take her on her word for it and... I think now that you've shifted the way you're looking at it, you see it more. And I, yeah, spending more time with her too has helped. It's a little more helpful now that we've been living together, you know? For a while. Yeah. Getting a better idea of when she's just being seven and trying to get away with stuff. Right. Or she has the ADH thing happening. <laughs> and. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think I've gotten better at being able to just tell the difference and it's mostly with like task when when she's really the most annoying, but that's when the, the attention stuff's happening because she's trying to do, even with the checklist, I mean, the checklist seems to kind of put a speed bump in it kind of slowed it down but then it kind of added it to it because then she gets so focused on the checklist and having to do it <laughs> and making her in checks a the certain exact way. order or yes. i can't put my check here because god whatever reason is in her mind of something right. it's like you don't have to do it right. in order necessarily it's like if your sister's brushing her teeth you can go do this or right but she wants to stay very versa. rigid with that yeah she's like well i have to do this and it's it's that battle of being involved with her in that mm-hmm. where I started to notice it more because it was like, and that's, what that's not, says a too. Nor- you know, what we would consider, consider normal behavior, I guess, because I feel when you talk to her sister, even mm-hmm. though she's older, but you can explain something to her and she's like, yeah, that makes sense. Or I get why I don't have to do that. Or that helps me save time doing, you know, if you yeah. show them something, they'll right. be like, yeah, you're doing it right, but there's a better way to do it. And she just picks up on it and she goes. She can go with the flow more so. But yeah, the seven-year-old, it's, oh, I thought I did a great job explaining that to her. And and we made then, the checklist. And <laughs> she looks right back at you and she's like, I don't get it. I don't understand. And, then, and she's not just being difficult. Yeah. And, and I remember that as a kid because I had the same thing and – adults not understanding me and I'm being so frustrated like they're getting frustrated with me because I can't articulate what I'm feeling or why you know it's just like this big frustrating mess and that's when kids start to feel bad about themselves that's when I started developing like what's wrong with me well I needed help yeah with my brain and I didn't get it and so I'm glad that I can do things differently for my daughter she also is giving me a lot of insight into, as a seven-year-old, what it's like with the kind of hyperactivity part of it, where she's, um, did you notice the day we had all the friends over um, for the outdoor Halloween mm-hmm. party thing? And then we had friends over into the evening and it got really late. Um, well, there was a point where she just started crying and she's like, mom, I'm so tired and my body feels so excited and I want to run around, but I'm so tired. And like... She And then she told me, like, just recently it happened again where she's like, I feel so confused because my eyes are tired, but my body wants to run around. And it's like she's dealing with this. Oh, I this. didn't see that. Yeah, and I think I forgot to tell you about that. Um, 
but hearing her talk about that, like I think a lot of times as parents, we can just be like, oh my gosh, just go to bed. Like, just right. go, you're just tired, go to bed. But I was hearing it like, okay, that must be what it feels like. That's confusing for a child to experience all of that at once. Yeah, I don't even know how I would handle that. That's, you know, with us, we get tired. We just, or with me at least, I get tired and I'm put my head down, I'm out. Like, there's no question. Like, my body and my mind are on the same page. Right. And I yeah. think that's where a lot of the mental health issues come in is when your body's, your mind's tired, but your body's not, or vice versa. Yeah. Um, some of that disconnect. And so it, it just made me think, like, parents, if we can, we put we put so much into, um, like, well checks. Casey, you missed, I mean, you didn't come into the girls' lives till they were older, but from birth till, you know, well into elementary school, there's well checks where you yeah, go I know. to the doctor for yeah, pediatrician well I know checks. about all that. It's 100% covered by insurance and it's promoted and you get the height and the weight and checked and like, it's like, well, could, why, why are we not doing that for mental health for kids? Like, why don't we have more um, emotional well checks? I will say the schools, I don't know if it's all schools, but the schools, the school my daughter, our daughters are in a great job with emotional and social stuff. That's good. Uh, but I think if we could really think about that more with our kids, how important, you know, we put so much into the activities that we sign them up for. And, you know, a lot of people will say, well, I don't have the money. My insurance company doesn't cover therapy. And so it's interesting, like as a society and the medical community, how we view it that like, of course, prevention, preventative medicine is covered 100%. But like, why are we not covering why are we not right. doing preventative mental I think health that's – it's starting to go that way. I think so. I think I more attention's being probably. drawn to mental health and how much of an impact it does have on somebody every day of their life. And, um, you know, if you don't have your house in order, everything else is going to be pretty hard yeah. to manage. So um, – Some people – oh, go ahead. Well, that, I think we're just – I feel – not to get all political, but I feel here in the United States, we're behind. I've, from what I've read and some people I've talked to from other parts of the world, like this is stuff that's already in motion over there or not. If the not in motion, part? yeah, it's already like being addressed. And whereas here, I don't think we're, we're I think we're behind. So I think. We're, we're getting there, we're catching up, but I part the rest a lot of parts of the world seem to have understood how mental health is important to their citizens and their overall health of a, as a their country, you know what I mean? So because it can be really oppressive to not treat mental health. So the more mental health treatment you get and the more you grow as a person and the more personal development the more you expand your thought process and heal, uh, you think clearer, you, I'm not trying to get all conspiracy theory here, but like, you know, is there some of that? Like, let's keep people down. Let's keep people sick, um, sad, depressed. I don't know. It's, I'm probably going off on a tangent there, but we have to shift how we think about it. So some people will say, um, well, I have to pay out of pocket for, therapy and there are some people who truly cannot afford it and that's not who I'm talking to right now I'm talking to people who have $800 iPhones like myself uh, I'm talking about people who will spend a thousand dollars 
on Christmas presents for their family. Right. Yeah, you can if you're doing that, you can afford therapy. You just have right. to reshift your travel sports. Like you just have to reshift what's important. And maybe mental health needs to be more important. Right. And but that's what I'm saying too as here in the states that we use that as an excuse. Like yeah. insurance doesn't cover it or you know there's some hang up on it. Right. Whereas in other developed parts of the world, that mental health aspect is like factored in to their work environment. To okay, yeah. Like where like Japan does they stretching get, and some places, you know, you get um when you're pregnant or a- after you've had oh, your yeah. baby, mm-hmm. you know, you get More paid time, time paid time off um and you get to keep your job. You know what I mean? Like it Or how about the French people that I just love who get who like take longer lunches and like not everything is so performance right. productive it's, yeah, it's not that based. forty hour week or six whatever, you yeah. know, or around other parts of the world. Like that's what I mean when it's not even necessarily having to go to therapy. It's just being managed to yes. succeed in a way of I value my employee right employee that I only want to work I know you're more productive four days out of the week than coming in for six days because those other two days you're tired you're worn out you're just here to be here and you're not being productive you know what i mean like absolutely it's like i think that all ties in yeah and if we look at like um getting a massage that can be it's between 70 and 150 bucks depending on where you go or how you do it per hour i'd say roughly on average that's what i've seen here anyway in the united states um but that deep tissue massage is so one of my therapy clients recently had it and was talking about how like what a relief it was and that if we just skip going out to eat a few times or going you know you go get drinks after work because you're stressed um sometimes you go get drinks because it's fun and i'm not saying don't do that but there are things we can shift in our budgets usually to put more emphasis on therapy massage therapy like different things that can really help right and I hope we do get on board with the other countries, the Nor- like the Norwegian countries. I think are really good with maternity leave, their programs for maternity leave. I can't remember which country you were telling me about. Um, yeah, I we read remember. something about. But anyway, I'd love to hear from people from other countries too um, on what you think. And yeah, so that's my random Meg thoughts from my jumbled filing system in my head. Okay, so to wrap it up. Let's end on our mental health moment. This is where I'm doing a little mental health check-in and sharing a little bit about some, you know, just tips or whatever I think is on my radar for um, mental health, personal growth. So, you know, I'm very skeptical about self-help people. Like you've heard me rant about Rachel Hollis. I won't go there again. Um, I can't even finish the Tony Robin, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I'm going to finish it, but um, you know, there's just a lot of, it's like a $32 billion industry, like mental health help or uh, not even mental health. I should say personal growth, coaching, this industry is huge. So I um, did find uh, one of my clients told me about um, Jay Shetty. So that's J J A Y S H E T T Y. Um, his book called think like a monk. So I just started it. 
and I'm liking it so far. And Casey, you're going to start it, right? Yes. Okay. And so I'm going in with, you know, no one's going on a pedestal because he's he's very much Hollywood connected. He's got a lot of big name people. He's got like the number one podcast. He's got a lot happening on social media. So that those are red flags for me usually. And he has a lot of Hollywood connections. But what I do like about him is that he comes from an Indian family where he talks about the stress of being raised that you're either a doctor, a lawyer, or a failure. Those are your three career choices. Dang. So being raised in that like highly critical, high, high expectation world. And then he um, became a monk for a while and then um, decided it would be better to live in the real world but still teach I shouldn't say the real world, the uh, material, more materially oriented mainstream world, mm-hmm. not be a monk, but teach some of these principles to others. And so I'm liking it so far. What do you think? I had you read that article. You think it looks interesting? Yeah, I had seen some of his videos around online uh, before because he did look familiar to me. I just didn't know who he was. So it was more of putting a face to the name. He seems pretty interesting from what this piece you gave me to read, and we'll share it too. Yeah. Um, he, because the, the journalist or the interviewer seems to try to discredit him well, in I a like sense. this article because the journalist does what a journalist is supposed to yeah. do. Tells you about the book, tells you about the great things about this person and why he's so popular, and then asks some difficult questions. Yeah, and he, he has some difficult questions because like he's kind of, he seems like, a bit of a skeptic that he like in your what you just got done saying you know this industry is so big how do you take the person honestly and on their right. word and all those types of things and he just gave him some really like hardball questions and uh, his his responses to him were i thought really good and intelligent um because it like you said he he lives in a materialistic world now and is using social media for his own gain. And the journalist is saying, well, isn't this kind of against everything that you've just been talking about, like in your book and things. And his responses are just very well, well thought out, thought out. And he just is saying, I'm not telling everybody that they shouldn't live in, or want material things, I would just ask them, why do you want it? Is it just, do you want money just to say you have money to buy a car, you know, buy a bunch of cars and houses? Because that's not going to make you happy. Yeah, he goes, yeah, that's great. You can have all that, but you're not going to be happy. Or the fame part. Like, if you just want to be famous to be famous, like, you're never going to get. um, That's what, and he says, you know, go after it. Go make it happen. But if you think by going after that, it's going to create happiness, like, really make happiness in your life it's probably not going to happen that way because there's all these other factors you know and then that's it seems like that's when he gets into more of his monk um philosophies and studies and things i was wrong too i said 32 billion dollar industry but i think it's more like a 13 billion dollar industry the self-improvement industry let's not get our billions mixed up. yeah sorry i got my billions mixed up um, so this article, um, we're posting it, it is from The Guardian, and it is by Sam Wolfson, and 
um, Sam Wolfson is the journalist who's asking some of these tough questions because it's like, is this just another Rachel Hollis? Is this just another Tony Robbins? Um, the one thing is, is Jay Shetty does not have any like really high ticket items. I think he makes most of his money from um, YouTube ads. I think you know, like he has his free con. He has a lot of free content. So. Um, and then he has like a program you can do, and it's like three hundred and ninety dollars, which compared to Seems a lot of very them, reasonable, very reasonable. And it's online; like yes. you don't have to go to some retreat, Pre- right? Like the Hollises who are selling like a fifteen hundred dollar non refundable weekend. So I think we can skeptically read this book, and then we can all talk about it. Casey and I will be reading it. I'm a couple chapters in, and I'm I'm really into it. It's nice to hear someone. He sounds really genuine. He reads the books. I've listened to it audio, and then I just bought the. Oh, copy. he reads his own book? Yeah, he reads his own oh, book. Oh, that's cool. Which I really like. And I like his, he has an English accent. Hello. Swooning. Yes. Um, and it's just genuine. And there's not a lot of fluffy bullshit. It's just very direct and to the point. And I think it's going to teach a lot about how to get rid of the negativity that we're experiencing. I mean, hello, we're going to have negativity. How to channel it, what to do with it. Um. He talks uh, so far only. I'm only on like chapter three, but he talks about um, dealing with negative people. It's like all the stuff we know because you know we've talked about like emotional vampires and stuff. Right. It's all the stuff we know, but I like hearing it in new ways. So anyway, to tie it all back together, being in a funk, um, what what do we do? Right. We we either stay in the funk and we get worse, or we kind of find a new book. Break the habit. We even if this book ends up not being the one, at least. It's, I know I'm going to get some good stuff out of it and you break the habit. Like you said, like disrupt the pattern. Boom. Boom. On that note, Casey Harper, what do you think? 45 minutes. Did I do it? Great show. Um, we're cutting it close. We're, we're close. <laughs> Let's edit out that part about my acne. Okay. Get rid of it. <laughs> uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. If you could please like, rate, share subscribe uh review all those things that would mean a lot to us if you have anything you'd like to add please email us at the mental mom show at gmail.com or reach out to us on facebook at the mental mom show and make did i actually say what the book's called it's called think like a monk i think you did okay just in case i didn't think like a monk all right bye y'all